What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. As always, joined by the Beanie Boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's going on, Joe? What's going on, Headphone Joe, a.k.a. the Beanie Boy, a.k.a. Double Shot Poppy. What's going on? (laughs) Double Shot Poppy. All right. If you are new to the show, quick rundown of what we're going to do. We will go over the biggest issues and biggest topics from the biggest sports leagues. This week, we're going to talk NBA, NFL, and NHL. Then we'll get into the quick hits, which will be a quick discussion between Joe and myself about some... I don't know, out outlandish <laughs> sports topics, out of the ordinary sports topics, things we normally wouldn't discuss that we'd like to discuss. And then we'll get into our walk off. Also rants. The also rants. There you go. Then we'll get into the walk off, which is a short essay by Joe and by me. Then we'll hit the press conference and we're out of here. But we're going to start this week the same way we do every week. We're going to kick it off. Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Here we go. Here We're we going to talk NBA. One week left in the season. Yes. Let's get to some of the big topics. First thing I wanted to talk to you about, the okay. Lakers, which seem like this powerhouse, destined to repeat, LeBron and AD cannot be stopped. Oh, but wait. <laughs> there were some injuries. Now, when these injuries first happened. Some? Yeah, uh, well, two, they're, they're the whole roster. Basically, they're two <laughs> biggest players. But when these injuries happened, especially AD was out for a while. But then when LeBron went down, I thought they were going to fall into a tailspin. They actually held it together pretty well. But tailspin, nonetheless, just came a little later than we thought. They have now dropped to the seventh seed. They're now in the play-in game. Uh, probably going to have to go against the Warriors if all things pan out, which would be huge. Steph Curry v. LeBron James wanted to get your take on what's going on in La La Land with the Lakers. Uh, I think this is exactly what they wanted. I think this is really? exactly what they wanted. Yep. They're complaining about the playing game and everything, lulling everybody to sleep. Adam Silver taking some slings and arrows, taking some mud on his name. But Brennan, this is going to cause for the, the this is going to be the highest rated game. If it stands the way it currently stands, LeBron, yeah, AD versus Steph Curry in the Band of Misfits in a <laughs> play-in game for the uh, to get into the playoffs. Now, the great thing about that is the loser still has a chance to get into the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Now, Brennan, a couple of weeks ago, I said that the Lakers, I think, want to go into the play-in. You know why? Why is that? Because even if they go into the play and it's like they're the number one or the number two seed, because if they beat the number one or the two seed, they just take their position in the playoff standings. So it doesn't really they lose home court, but they're still the path is still going to be the same way. Either way, if they were one or seven, one or eight or two or oh, seven. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so once if they win that first round, then it just once they win that first back, round, yeah. it's just 
It's just, we're just playing basketball, baby. I wanted to get your take on this when it comes to um, the Lakers. Would you rather face them? So say you're Phoenix. You haven't had a postseason run in 10 years. Would you rather face the Lakers round one when they're still iffy with injuries? There's still question marks. Or would you rather face them later in the playoffs, you know, after they've been beaten down a little through said playoffs? Um, Round one. You want to take yeah, okay. them all? You want to take one of what was like? You want to get the dog while it's sleeping or something? Yeah, we'll um, go with that. That sounds good. That sounds about. I think I just made up a catchphrase. Um, yeah, you want to attack it while it's hurt. There's there's some phrase in there that I, I just can't yeah. think of right now. Kick them while they're down. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, kick them while they're down. Attack the lion while he's asleep or something like that. Lion, LeBron James logos a lion. So yeah, I, I think Phoenix would or Utah would rather. Take a bite at them, take a swipe at them while they're down. Well, Utah okay. is interesting though because Donovan's still out too. Donovan yeah. hasn't returned yet. The Utah Jazz are eleven and four without him though, so it's not they're they've got. We've talked about it before. They've got other players um, that are playing very well. Obviously, they'll need him in the playoffs because the playoffs are a completely different animal. But I agree with you in the sense that because I've heard some talking heads saying like, no, you'd rather face the Lakers later, you know, get a couple of, you know, win around at least if you're Phoenix, because you haven't been to the playoffs in so long. Yeah. But I, I'd rather face them now because we haven't seen them at full strength, like pushing themselves most of the season. So if yeah. AD comes back and it's like, Oh, we have to win this. We have to win this. And God forbid something happens and he ends up hurting himself even more. Like exactly. you, you, you have a chance to take that game. You have the randomness factor, even though AD did go off for 42 the other night. Yeah. Beating Phoenix yeah. without LeBron. So yep. maybe Phoenix doesn't want to wait. <laughs> maybe we're wrong. Maybe. Because <laughs> if well, they came and handle AD by himself, then they yeah, might have some Then more they're going to be in some trouble. Speaking of causing some trouble, the Ooh. Milwaukee Bucks Ooh. are Ooh. on a tear. Six game winning streak. Six? Five game. I'm sorry. Five, five game winning I streak. Like, I was like, was there a game this morning that I missed? Yeah. <laughs> They're on a five game winning streak. Uh, They're climbing back up the standings. Now in third. Clenched the playoffs. Um, still behind the Nets and the my 76ers. But... um. They're, they're surging right now. So I think unlike Utah, which I, I know I said earlier in the season might have peaked too early. I think you said Milwaukee, it all season. I did say it all season <laughs> and I'm going to be right about that. The Milwaukee I don't know Bucks how. Because you are, love the Sixers and they've been at one all season as well, but they haven't peaked yet. I know, but are they peaking too early? Not too? yet. Not <laughs> yet. Uh, but the Milwaukee Bucks are on a trajectory to where, and I know we said it last week and I know we've been saying it all season. It's uh, Milwaukee Bucks fatigue. Because every year, they the last two years, they've had the best differential. They've had one of the best records. They've always been this powerhouse, and then they get bounced. But they are playing out of their mind, especially um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I, I think they're on. And plus, they they um, made a few moves in the offseason, this past offseason. So it's not the same team. So I think they're on a, uh, I think they're looking good for the playoffs. I, I wanted to get your take on where they, where they stand. They're looking good, and the, the the you bury the lead here. Last week they played the Nets twice, and they beat Got the Nets both times, both times, hitting them right in the mouth. And speaking of teams going into the playoffs with injury and how they're gonna be fit wise, James Harden's been out for two, three weeks now. Yeah, um, 
And they said James Harden said he'd be back for the playoffs. The playoffs are starting in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so any, any day now. Any day now. It's like what next Tuesday probably <laughs> yeah. next Wednesday for the like, playing uh, games. Yeah, so it's like any day now, James. Whenever, whenever yeah. you're ready, man. Whenever you feel fit, my guy. Um, but yeah, he has a soft tissue injury, which is a little more nagging, a little more. By the way, I, I was thinking this the other day. Brandon, how many injuries did you play through in high school? In high school? Yeah. Um, none. Really? Yeah, I didn't really ever get hurt. In college, I played oh. through um, a high ankle sprain, which fucking sucked. Yeah. I was going to say, because I feel like, I mean, not, I'm not comparing myself to these athletes, but I remember back when I'd get like a, 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 a hamstring injury. I'd be out for like two days and then force my way back to the park. I don't know how they take off like eight, nine games. I'm like, huh? Yeah, there's a lot. Well, I played in high school. I played offensive and defensive line. So like any of those, a lot of those soft tissue injuries, you just you don't even like go see the, like you just play through it. Yeah. Like it's not cause it's not based on speed. It's based on, you know, power and strength in that position. So it's kind of like your hand, if you pull a hamstring, they're like, we don't give a shit, like get out there. Like who cares? Yeah. I mean, the, these are top tier athletes and they're wound a little tighter because of their, they have way more muscle definition than I ever had. Um, yeah, <laughs> me too. So, and there's a lot of investment into them, but I just remember always like I never wanted to take more than a week max. That might have been my longest time off, and that was like a, a ankle injury. But um, yeah, James needs to get back there because Milwaukee is bearing their teeth. Fear the deer, as they say in those parts. Um, yep. And yeah, Giannis is Giannis is looking like a problem, especially because that team has no interior defense. So. Teams in the playoffs, MO to stop Giannis have been pack the paint, force him to shoot. One, he's developed a shot. And two, they have nobody to pack the paint with. <laughs> they exactly. Have, they have exactly. nothing inside for anybody to be scared of. They don't have a Bam out of Bayou. They don't have a Joel Embiid. They don't have a Clint Capella. They don't have any of that. So it's like they are very naked inside. Naked. That's a good way to put it. Speaking of yep. on the rise, coming back from injury, we are flying through these NBA topics, but we are. your heat leap my Celtics in the standings. Because I'm dead tired, folks. Celtic, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, Joe is playing hurt today, like James Harden will be in the playoffs. Um, but I didn't but even take the day off. Boom. You did not. Yeah. I'm better than James. He's not the MVP. Kornheiser, <laughs> Wilbon, stop asking for it. All right. He's going to the big honey. Yes, definitely going to the big Five weeks and you want to give him the fucking MVP. Fuck out of here. I'm getting sick and tired of that fucking narrative, bro. Okay. James Harden. getting heated. A little irritable with this lack of sleep. There you go. (laughs) So your heat uh, take over and lap, uh, excuse me, leap over my Boston Celtics. So the Heat have now won five out of the last six. Franchise. Since Jimmy Buckets Butler has returned, they've been on fire. He is the heart and soul of that team. Uh, You could tell because I think the stat was they were 7 of 13 without Jimmy Butler in the lineup. So they need him. 7 of 13 or 7 and 13? 7 and 13. Okay. So they need him uh, for sure to uh, make things happen. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yes, no, they definitely um, need Jimmy to make some things happen. Um, Yeah, but I think it's crazy that Hero... 
isn't even playing really uh, crunch time anymore for them. I think he's going to get a shot back in the playoffs. Bam Adebayo has been playing incredibly well, though. I think he's going to be third team all NBA as far as centers. I wanted to get where, what do you think the heat are going to do in the playoffs? Do you think they're coming on at the right time? Do you think because of injuries and just the standings that they're, they're kind of going to get screwed? Where do you think they're going to be at? Um, well, we just finished talking about the bucks and right now is things stand. That's going to be the heat's, uh, counterpart in the first round of the playoffs. Last year, the heat were able to get the bucks about the pain in five. Um, but this year the heat, I mean, look, last, um, look, look, folks, I trust you all. All right. Last year, I didn't think the Heat should have made it past the first round. No, no, the first round, they played the Pacers. They should have made it past the first round. I don't think they should have made it past the second round, okay? It was a weird season. We were in a bubble. I don't, I don't. I well, don't think the Hero heat. and Robinson were playing out of their minds. I don't, I don't think the Heat are going to beat the Bucks. I don't, I don't think the Heat are that good. All right. You need more superstars. You can't rely on a 20 year old who's dating an Instagram model. All right. Even though that's half the NBA now. <laughs> I was going to say. Even though it's half the NBA now. But yeah, Tyler Hero, Flash in the Pan, maybe. Wow. I think, I, look, I just Marcus think he clipped needs, that. I just think he needs more seasoning. All right. I, one year and he's a fucking god and everybody's talking about him like, oh, he'll bounce back in the playoffs. Bounce back in the. What the, the no one gets that luxury to bounce back in the playoffs. You're a playoff only player. No, playoffs. Playoffs. It's a regular it's not the hero we need, but the hero we deserve. Exactly. That's why Bam is a difference maker on this team. Bam for sure will be the thing that causes a problem for Giannis. Now, the thing God, did also, you ever think you would say that statement? Really? Okay. Because when yeah. Bam came into the league, I, I thought he'd be good, but I didn't think I'd be saying he's going to be a problem for the, you know, for an MVP oh, I, caliber I didn't, center. I didn't mean the offensively. I didn't mean strictly defensively. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't know he'd turn to the offensive player, but his length and his skill defensively, yeah, I, I thought he'd be guarding many bigs. Um, best, but he does have the best field goal percentage on that team at fifty-seven. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know five. that was gonna happen. That's the thing that shot. What the hell? Somebody's got shot. Um, did that come through? Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, I oh, heard okay. it. <laughs> I was like, did you hear that? Um, yeah. So we're reporting live from the jungle in Tanzania, folks. Uh, um, so that just completely derailed me. What was I saying? We were talking about Bam Adebayo being a good defensive player, but coming on offensively. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So Bam's going to be tasked with slowing down Giannis, whereas so this is where it's going to get a little murky for the buck uh, for the Heat this time because last year you could put Jimmy on Chris Middleton and neutralize that team essentially. Well, this year they have Chris Middleton, but they also have uh, Drew Holiday. So. Yep. Is Hero going to be the one to step up? Are you going to put Iguodala on somebody? Is Trevor Ariza's knees still no, good No, no, and no on all that. Is Duncan Rob? No, Duncan Rob. I'm not even going to yeah, entertain that. So the Bucks got more firing power and... Yeah, I think I think the Bucks are gonna mop the floor with them. I think this is. I think this is yeah, it's a, weird how that one holiday edition has changed the entire outlook for the Bucks. Yeah, you can move some people to the bench. You you get to fill out the roster a little more, and uh, rotations get deeper. So yeah, one acquisition could be the difference maker. 
Yeah. Now they shouldn't but, have got rid of Malcolm Brogdon a couple of years I agree. ago. That was but weird. Actually, it was probably the best thing because that motherfucker can't stay healthy for shit. Because I'm his fantasy owner, and that motherfucker <laughs> is always on IR, always with an O next to his name. Get it together, Malcolm. Get it together. Speaking of injuries, 28 year old, 30 year pro. Get fucked together. <laughs> 28 year old, 30 year pro. <laughs> Speaking of 28 year olds and injuries, we're going to transition to the NFL. Jawan James, starting right tackle for our former producer, L. Greg's Denver Broncos. Rest in peace, L. Greg. We had a producer. Out. Out with an Achilles tear, um, a non-football related injury because he got it while he was working out off site. But probably going to be out for the year. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So more less about the injury because it's uh, it's an injury to a key player, but more about the the. I want to talk to you more about the bigger scale. So the Denver Broncos aren't obligated to pay him because it happened off site, even though he was training. But it's considered a non-football injury because it didn't happen during one of their training sessions or in their facility. So they don't have to pay him the $10 million guaranteed that he's owed because it's no longer guaranteed, which has sparked a lot of controversy and a lot of players kind of coming out of the woodwork saying like he was he was, you know, training. He was in training for the season, not just training. He was doing a training regimen designed and given to him by the team exactly but it didn't happen at the facility so i think i already know where you stand but i wanted you to put it on wax let the people know where you're at with this um yeah they should fucking pay the man his money uh now it's it's a little murky because last year he took the season off due to covid and everything um and this year he's coming back and he gets an injury doing the team's regimented workout off site. So literally this is, it's now non-football related just because of his location, because of his geotag. If he was geotagged at Denver facility, the the, the, the uh, Broncos facility, then the whole scenario is different. No. Well, then they owe him player. his whole contract. That's what I'm saying. Like the, this is your player. He was doing your work. It's like, now you're just being semantics guy. This is, that's just nonsensical. Well, Joe, actually in the contract that the <laughs> NFLPA agreed on, they no fuck that they're, they're going to pay him his money. It's only $10 million. The cap is going to keep going up. It's not going to be a huge hit. Plus you, you need good offensive linemen. And it's not like receiver or running back or something where after the age of 30, you can fall off a cliff. Like linemen play until they're mid thirties. A lot of the time, unless they were, you know, retire, be, unless it's like a preexisting circumstance. A lot of times when you draft a tackle, especially in the first round, people go, Oh, guaranteed plug and play 10 years. You know, that's 32. If you do, do the math. <laughs> so he's only 28 years old. I know, uh, Achilles injury. Yeah, it it definitely sucks. And lower extremity injuries to these guys, especially the offensive line, especially tackles, because they're fucking ginormous human beings. They're, you know, 6'3 to 6'8, all well above 300 pounds. So it's it's a little iffy, but I I think he's going to come back with modern medicine. And to quote Ricky Bobby, with modern medicine and his high level of income, there's no reason to think (laughs) he's not going to come back from this injury. So. I think they're going to pay him. I think the players. I don't. I don't know if they'll pay him the full guarantee, but I think they'll pay him a portion of it. Yeah, I think the players need to revisit this. It's just now coming to light for a lot of people because of this story that's breaking. Mm. But this was agreed on years ago. 
So they, this is something they really need to look into, years especially ago. the NFLPA. I mean, when they redo that CBA, like a two or three years ago, maybe. Yeah. But I'm just saying, and it was, it was two years ago, and it's one of those things too mm-hmm. where not even every player voted. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know if you remember. So it's like no, one of those things where it's that. like we talked about that. Yeah, you really got to pay attention to what's going on, especially because no, you know, it's just like insurance. You don't need it until you need it, and then it's too late to get it. So it's one of those things where I think the players need to be more vigilant when it comes to protecting their interests um, outside of just the guaranteed money and stuff like that, because like this happened now, they don't have, they wanted to be assholes. They could just not pay him. But if you're trying to, you know, maybe court Aaron Rodgers coming there next year, you're going to want to have a stout offensive line. And James is that, especially when it comes to the tackle position. So I think you got to pay him at least, like you said, at least a portion of it. Yeah. Speaking of people yeah, who are out I of just, work, oh, well, go ahead. Like, no, I just, I just don't like the potential of the clerical era of hey, it wasn't here, so now it's non-football related. I'm like, no, I was working yeah, out for football. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it really sucks. It's a, it's a situation. I think a lot of people will find find themselves in when it's like random dumb shit. You know, like just the the thing I I keep thinking of is because I did financial services and I did life insurance and stuff like that. And you realize like in a lot of those contracts that you sign, like there are certain clauses where they don't have to pay you. Like if someone walked into an office and shot up the office and it was deemed a terrorist attack, a lot of life insurances have it where it's like things of war and terror, they don't have to pay. So if it's deemed a terrorist, domestic terrorism, they don't have to pay you. And it's like, wait a second, because you changed two words in the language. <laughs> now all of a sudden we're all fucked. And that's all I can think of when it don't comes to this kind of stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's because I was doing everything that was asked of me. I was working out. I was doing the regimented workout given to me by the Denver Broncos strength and conditioning staff. But because I was doing it at my home, you know, wherever and not in the Denver facility. Now, because of that language, all of a sudden I'm out my guaranteed money, which is insane to me. Leave it to Brennan to go to the very extreme. (laughs) Hey, if anybody's ever seen my comedy, that's the world I live in. All right, moving on. Speaking of very extreme, Urban Meyer, the CEO, as Mm. it were, of the Jacksonville Jaguars, along with Trent Baalke, have fired um, a bunch of assistants. I think it was Bevy. six. Sis, I thought it was four. Four. I'm sorry. So there's four assistants that were fired. And with they have like 66 years combined. 66 like years of experience with the team. Some of which had been with the team since the inception in 1994. The six that I was thinking of, there are only six members of the staff currently who have been with the team since its first inception in 1994. Mm-hmm. So there's down, they're down to six. They got rid of, um, Basically, a lot of it was all scout related. So, yeah. um, vice, so what do you think that means? Uh, sorry, go ahead. We'll no, I was just going to say assistant director, player personnel, uh, director of pro personnel, college scouting, and the assistant director of college scouting. So it's all it's all um, scouts. And what I were mean, you going to ask me? What do I what, think? What do you think that means? Do you think because doing that right after the draft makes me feel like either they weren't happy with their draft or. Like, why do that then? Why not do that when you first got there? Or is it the because... The same reason you're nice to your server during the meal and then complain afterwards because you don't want to fuck up what they're working on while That's you're working say. on it. Okay. Yeah. They're doing all the scouting. They're doing all the work. And if you tell them, like, if you fire them, then 
those are four. All key that information is gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so you keep them on all season. You so. keep them happy, and then you don't tip them at the end, and they're like, "What the fuck? I thought everything was fine." That's exactly what happened. I think it's interesting though, because this is obviously Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer saying that that whole raw like things aren't working. This team hasn't has only had one really good season in the past, you know, 15, 20 years, we need to change things up. Obviously these guys have been around the scouting for this long and we haven't gotten any kind of superstars or generational players. So they're the problem. And I was reading an article where urban Meyer is really trying to streamline a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So he's getting rid of almost entire departments to merge them into one. So like, Instead of it just being, you know, okay, we have strength and conditioning over here. We have nutrition over there. We've got, you know, off-season workouts over here. He's getting rid of all that and just kind of developing into one, you know, this is uh, player development kind Wait, of a so thing. So you tell me a college coach wants to have his imprint on everything and be an overlord <laughs> in control? Yeah, what's that word? Complete control? That, what is that word um, when it comes to filmmaking, uh, when they have complete control over everything? I can't remember. An uh, asshole? No. <laughs> Anderson talks about it. Like what happened with Dune, the original Dune. Anyway, um, I can't uh, think of the word. But Just too much control? It's definitely too much. I think it's too much control. Everyone I've heard, and by that I mean basically PTI is saying they think that Urban Meyer is going to be a good NFL coach because he's more of a CEO and less of a um, micromanager. micromanager but, but this sounds very micromanager. It does. It does. It <laughs> sounds very contradictive to what a lot of people are saying. So we'll see. I, I mean, you got to shake it up sometimes. I was, To be honest with you, I was shocked that there were people in the pro scouting department yeah. that had been there since 1994. I was that stunned to me as well. I couldn't believe that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously they got the best player in the draft by everyone's, you know, um, analysis. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. Brennan, Brennan, go ahead. As we go into the next topic, since the first time since changing the time, we got a bit of breaking news. Oh, we do. We got a bit of breaking news. I, I went on the ESPN because, you know, got to do our due diligence. And I went to the NFL topic and we were getting ready to talk about uh, Alejandro Villanueva going to the Ravens. And Eric Fisher just signed with the Colts. Breaking news. This is why we <laughs> changed the time. <laughs> Eric Fisher, left tackle, former Kansas City Chief, just signed with the Colts and he will be t- protecting Carson Wentz. Didn't he just retire? No, he got cut by the. Oh camp. yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's breaking news and all, but <laughs> I'm just I'm so thrown off by this breaking news. Now that we've changed our, uh, now that we've changed our time, it actually First has worked time. out for Finally us. Finally worked out once because we can talk about both of these left tackles at the same time or tackles. I don't think. Char- uh, Char- yeah, um, Villanueva is probably going to be on the, the right side, but so. I think it's great. <laughs> is I so think it's exciting. great. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I just got sucked into an ESPN wormhole. I think this is awesome. Eric Fisher, uh, first round pick. He's going to be uh, great. Like we were just talking about earlier with James. These guys don't really lose steam until their late 30s. Uh, so I think that this is great for both teams. I think the Colts already had a stout offensive line. So to add Eric Fisher to that is just uh, uh, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. And then Baltimore needs more protection for uh, Lamar. One of the um, issues 
that a lot of people have with quarterbacks who can take off like Lamar. Sometimes those sacks are on him, less on the offensive line. Because, you know, you block a certain way and then if he's running around, you you don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, he's behind but, you. Yeah, but I think bringing in Villanueva, who blocked for a quarterback that liked to move around in Big Ben, obviously not as quick as Lamar um, or as, as athletic, quick. but he did like he did like to move around a lot, too. So I think he's going to be used to that. I think this is great pickups by both teams. I think we're going to see a little not shift in power, but a little a rich get richer, as it were. Yes, uh, Anthony Casanzo had retired in January, so the Colts have been, I mean, everybody had been wondering what the Colts were going to do at that left tackle position. Um, and they baited and waited their time, and they got Eric Fisher, which is a good pickup. Uh, hopefully he can recover well from that injury. I think he, he had an Achilles tear at the end of the mm-hmm. season, right? Yep. Um, so hopefully he can recover well from that injury and make it, he's going to try to get back in like some record time. Jeez, that happened in what, like January? Try to get back. December or January. Yeah, January, get back in uh, late August, early September. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting to pay attention to um, and how stout that line continues to be because that is one of the best offensive lines in football right now. And yeah, the Ravens did what they had to do. We When uh, they traded, um, what's my guy's name? Oh, um, Zeus, Zeus Jr. Brown to... What's his name? Ronnie, not Ronnie Brown. I know his nickname is Zeus. I know. <clears throat> Anyways, once they traded homie, uh, homie was who was right tackle. Uh, we were figuring out, we were trying to figure out what they're going to do to address that position going forward. Uh, they didn't draft anybody to take that role. And Orlando, Orlando Brown, Brown Jr. As soon as, as soon as the light lit your face up, I was like, Orlando Brown. Um, yeah, as soon as uh, we were wondering who were they going to get to get that position, I had heard from a good source, Jason Lockton for that they were probably going to sign Alejandro Villanueva after the draft. It, it took a week, but they finally got the deal done. And uh, yeah, no, that line will be secure, as secure as it can be. And hopefully they can protect Lamar and he can get the ball to the receivers he have, which are now Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, and Bateman from Oklahoma. They they need to do better. They need to do better. They should have got Elijah Moore. They should have got Elijah Moore. I will never forgive them for that. I uh, don't give uh, don't get me started <laughs> on the Elijah Moore thing. I'm so upset about that. How do you let mm, that's going to be the thing that's going to be that thing that we always see every fucking year where they're like, how did you guys, how did 32 yeah, teams did pass up on this guy? Bah, bah, bah. Second round to the Jets. Oh, Jesus. Um, so mm, mm, took a running back. Could have taken the safety at a TCU <laughs> or Elijah Moore. Anyway, moving on. We have playoffs playoffs we've got some playoffs. playoffs nhl is what we are talking about the playoffs are set we are ready to roll out on the ice oh yeah Brennan. joe i think we have a puck night game of the week game of the week <clears throat> game of the week game um, of the week it's going to be uh Been tonight out of for a while. <laughs> <laughs> tonight at uh, 7 o'clock, it will be panthers lightning Fighting for home ice in the playoffs. Yes. But first, let's talk more about the playoffs as they sit right now in the NHL standings. Let's do it. All right. So Carolina clinched the Central. Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Anderson Cowan, front of the show. His Pittsburgh Penguins. 
taking the East. Toronto Maple Leafs get the North. Vegas, Scott by Scott, not a friend of the show. His <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights taking the West. Joe. I, will say, um, I, I will say me and Andy had a conversation prior to him departing the States. And uh, I forgot who he said had came back from injury. Uh, this is going to kill me. He said, man, Malkin, Malkin. Malkin came back okay. from injury, and that was the difference maker, he said, to propel their run in the second half. Um, but he also thinks that they're going to get rid of Malkin next season. Oh, really? Yeah, he said he thinks that this is going to be his final season with the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is interesting. So speaking of the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't follow hockey as closely as I used to. And I know Sidney Crosby is still one of the best players out there, but he's getting older. He had a lot of those concussion issues and stuff. I just clicked on their site just to kind of get a look, see at what's going on with them. Sidney Crosby still leads the team in everything. Yeah, I mean, when you're good, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember he was out. There's a couple seasons where he's in and out, in and out because he yeah. was and I thought he was probably going to retire just because he couldn't stay healthy because of concussions and stuff. Goals, assists, points, all taken by the kid. Well, I guess he's not the kid anymore, but Sidney yeah, Crosby. Sydney anyway, Jim. who but do he's you know? He's no often. He's no Connor McDavid, though. That's true. Taking... Connor McDavid might get a hundred points in a shortened season, which is insane. That's nuts. Taking our teams out of it, your Florida Panthers and my Tampa Bay Lightning. Who do you like? Other than our teams in the playoffs. I like our teams in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You took my joke. I like, hmm, this is, this is interesting. I haven't been able to see much of anybody. It, mm, uh, mm. You know what? It's not our team, but they're in our division. I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. They've been terrorizing us, me specifically, but... um. I've seen yep. a lot of their games, the most of anybody else's. If not them, I'd say Avalanche. Avalanche, uh, shout out to our old producer, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. The Avalanche have been able to steady the boat while dealing with a lot of injuries and COVID, and they're still a top-tier team. Um, their goalie, I believe, is back now. Uh, we usually have somebody here to update us on those type of things, but um, their goalie should be back because he was in protocol for a little while, and they've been on a two. They got a two-game winning streak, six out of their last ten. Um, no overtime game, so I think the Avs. Plus, they were coming into the season, they were a top team. Um, people, a lot of people expected them to make it to the finals, so I think the Avs are in good position. Okay, just because um, he's a friend of the show and we really love Andy here, I'm going to go Pittsburgh Penguins outside of, obviously, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going to win tonight, get home ice and take win. down the Florida Panthers, who have the longest winning matter. streak, have the longest winning streak in the NHL right now. The Florida Panthers do because they've won five, but Tampa Bay is going to turn all that around tonight. Mm-hmm. That's what you thought two days ago, too. We fucking took it to you. <laughs> dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about with your Florida Panthers going into the playoffs? Well, tonight's game and then the playoffs. Um, I'm I'm proud of their response after losing uh Ekblatt. Ekblatt, one of our top defenders, also the general on the floor, especially when going into power plays. Um He's really quarterback back there, commanding the team, leading the team. Uh, since he went out with that leg injury, the team really hasn't skipped a beat for the most part. And we've brought up a lot of young players 
and Spencer Knight is a godsend and he's going to be the answer in that goalie position going forward. Uh, we just need something to do with Bobrovsky because we still got like three more years on that. Beautiful. As far as the lightning, Braden Point, the young gun, he's playing out of his mind. Victor Hedman, the old steady hand, obviously leads the team with assists. Stamkos is going to be there. I'm just, uh, we're going to see what happens. I think if Tampa Bay can win tonight, get home ice, we're going to be all right, especially because we're not going to win tonight. We have fans in the stands, baby. I mean, so do the Florida Panthers, but fans in the stands. We're winning tonight. Moving on. Quick hits. You'll be surprised how quick. Quick. Mayman hits. Quick hits. All right, time for the quick hits where Joe and I are going to go back and forth discussion style on a few topics. And by that, I mean a lot of this is going to be Joe's territory this week. What? Talking well, fights. Oh, I mean, all of it. Not all of it is my territory. No, I know. Ready. <laughs> Keep it quick. Quick hits. Here we go, Joe. As I was watching Hamilton for the fourth time as an obligation to who does bug us? Um, or rewatch because me and Kyle tied again. Uh, as that was happening, one Canelo Alvarez was in Texas taking it to BJ Saunders. Um, but not like most people would have thought. BJ Saunders actually put up a good fight. Uh, he held his own, got a couple rounds actually. But in the eighth, he was no match for the flurry of punches that one Canelo Alvarez put on the button. Uh, it got so bad where Canelo was literally hyping up the crowd. This was the biggest audience. Uh, for any event post COVID, basically, it was, I think it was a packed house or damn near a packed house. I mean, they could fit a lot of people socially distanced in Gary's world. So, yeah, Canelo brought it on in the late rounds, got a couple clean uppercuts right in the eye, and uh, BJ couldn't come out of the corner for the ninth. Uh, his eye was damn near completely shut. And his the ref as well as the doctors just called off the fight. Canelo wins. Canelo, it's a is an embarrassment of riches. He literally had so many belts they couldn't fit them all on him. He has like thirteen belts. It's insane. That's crazy. The one thing it's, I do know about Canelo is uh, Canelo. <laughs> Let me get into it. Shout out after disaster for that. All right, yeah. next topic. Roy wins. Brennan, Brennan, sleepy, sleepy. It's a Brennan topic. Brennan, take over. I don't know what the topic is. Rory McElroy wins oh, the tournament. Rory. What did I say? You put Roy. I was like, Roy Jones Jr. had a fight or something? Oh. <laughs> God, I was so confused. Look, I do. You scared the very late. Jesus out of me. Did All I right. really put Rory? Yeah, you put Roy, oh, and I was like, "Man, I'm sorry," because <laughs> I know uh, Roy Jones Jr. has been in um, yeah, what talks to fight and all that kind of. Well, no, that's why I was so. I was like, "What are we doing here?" I was like, "Man, he's putting in a lot of fight action." All right, here we go with the gallery around. Rory McIlroy found Rory McIlroy. So Rory has not been playing his best golf, as everybody knows, the last few months, some would say years. But at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina, Rory finishes 10 under to take it $1.5 million at the Wells Fargo Championship. Um, Super happy for him because he has not been playing, like I said, his best golf. Uh, It's not a major, so a lot of people aren't even going to know about it. But um, 18 month drought he has had since he won anything on the PGA 
only win it, wins it by one stroke. It's interesting. The top five are going to be a lot of people you've not heard of. And I've not really heard of uh, the only <laughs> name that looks familiar is um, Gary Woodland. But then there was also uh, Keith Mitchell, Victor Hovland and Abraham answer. I know I'm mispronouncing that because he's got a <laughs> Mexican flag next to his name. So Patrick Reed was uh, the big name tied for six. Bryson DeChambeau tied for ninth. I'm just stoked about my boy roaring. Got it in there. Got the 1.5 mil. Got a win after 18 months. So hopefully he can parlay this into some uh, motivation moving forward, some momentum, some something. Because golf is better when Rory's playing. Quick hits. Quick. Quick. Joe, you made a prediction that none of us saw coming except for you. I did. Go ahead. Let these people know about the Kentucky Derby. Folks, when Median Spirit, I don't know the name, but now we don't have to really care about the dang name of that horse. When Medina Spirit won and Bob Baffert was getting celebrated and lauded for his record six win as the trainer, everybody was like, oh, Bob is great. Bob is great. And you heard it here first, folks. I got to stop saying that phrase because I always mess up. But you heard it here first, folks. It still almost tripped me up. I said, Bobby, Bobby, Bob, Bob, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Bob, Bob. I know about you, Bob. I Bob. know about you, Bob. Bob. You're going to fool me, Bob. Bob. You're going to fool me. about me, Bob. Talking me? To me? You're talking to me? Huh? You think I'm a clown? You think I haven't seen you dope up these horses in the stable? Come on, man. <laughs> We're you just doing Robert De Niro faces <laughs> to each other. Audio podcast. You think I'm a clown here? But yes, no, Bob Baffert, Medina Spirit has failed its drug test. Um, this is not new for Bob Baffert and some of his horses. Uh, I believe the uh, Churchill Downs, where the Kentucky Derby takes place, is thinking about banning Bob Baffert from ever bringing a horse there again. Um, yeah, you, you, you're playing with a lot of people's money. I actually just got an update saying that people bets are in chaos now because there was shenanigans. So a lot of people put money on those things. And now it's tainted and got a reverse course on a lot of things. So shenanigans, shenanigans, Bob Baffert always look if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But if you get caught, you're fucking stupid. Do better. <laughs> yeah, that's Do better when it Do comes better. to cheating. Quick hit. Last one. DK Metcalf. I'm actually going to talk about this in my walk off. So, Joe, anything you'd like to say about it? Um, Yeah, man. You could you go against the Bulls. You best not miss. You go against the best. You best not miss. What, what's the, I'm sleeping. Um, yeah. <laughs> the name no. of the episode. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeping. Um, DK was going to go race against some world-class sprinters and he wasn't as world-class as those world-class sprinters. Um, he had a good time. He had a better time than probably most people, but uh, he came in last place as well. So uh, it's like uh sock, is it rock and jock was it sock and jock goes and smoes or whatever. Like uh, you're yeah. Going, yeah, you're going against somebody you're great, but if once you go against somebody who's doing their profession, they're professional at this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so. what my whole walk-off is going to be about. We'll get to it in a second. But first, time for the walk-offs. Joe! Welcome to the big 
All right, before I get to my walk-off, which was just alluded to, Joe will do his. I will shut up. Shut up. Joe, take it away. Shut up. All right. This is an ode to PTI, so I got to back away from the mic. Ball night. Title of my walk-off is Ball Night. So Friday, the WNBA tips off its 25th season with a slate of four games and eight teams. When the league started, it only had eight teams. Since then, the league has expanded and grown to have 12 teams, and people are calling for roster expansion and league expansion. The league has seen significant growth in its audience and interests. The storylines are bound this season. Will Seattle double back? Will Vegas topple them now that Liz Cambridge is back after taking the bubble season off? Paired with reigning MVP Asia Wilson, it may be possible. Can Candace Parker return home? Can Candace Parker returning home be the difference for Chicago? With these, with their best two players taking last year off, and Elena Deladon and Tina Charles, what will the Mystics look like? Brittany Griner left the bubble mid-season last year. Is she ready to take the Mercury? Help the Mercury take the next step. With Dreams coach Nikki Collin leaving the team mid-preseason for the Baylor job left open by Kim Mulkey, is everybody will the Dream be able to corral this young team and young backcourt to take the, a leap going off of last season? This Thursday, ESPN will be airing a documentary. So it's a random ad here, but Thursday, ESPN will be airing the documentary 144 covering the WNBA season in the bubble as an appetizer for Thursday's slated games. I don't know about you folks, but I will be checking in all season. Love it. I'm the one that's sleepy. You can't not talk, Brendan. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> love it. Great stuff. WNBA. Joe is our um, expert. Our Lee. Or excuse me. Our. Um, oh, you're wearing the hat and everything. Yeah, Look at you. Joe is our in-house expert when it comes to all things women. Hashtag she did that. That's actually did that. Wearing my shirt too. Let's do it. Gang gang. Brennan, go. I'm shutting right. up. Joe, shut up. All right. My walk off is called prove it. It is commonplace for anyone who watches sports to think to themselves, I wonder if I could do anything close to that. There's nothing wrong with that thought. It is human nature. However, like doctors are the worst patients, former and current players on any level see feats of extraordinary athleticism and say out loud, give me a few weeks to train. I could do that. Be it your buddy that rolls in a jujitsu gym twice a week watching UFC or a freakish specimen that plays wide receiver watching world-class sprinters. There is a delusion that comes with playing sports, at least playing them well. I have the same response to all of these people, which is prove it. And DK Metcalf did just that, or at least tried. It was refreshing to see a superstar athlete not just talk about being fast, but to be about it. DK completed, competed in a trope, uh, pro track meet this past week and ran the 100 meter sprint in 10.37 seconds. That's pretty awesome for a guy as big as he is, but not in comparison to Olympic sprinters. It wasn't very good at all. 
DK finished 15th out of 17 who competed. I'm actually stoked that he entered the competition at all. So many people just talk and don't do, but DK did. So for that, I thank him. And to everyone else out there who talks shit about athletes in any capacity in other sports, I only have one thing to say to you. Prove it. Prove it. That's it. I was stoked that he did it. I was so happy that he did it. I was happy that he did it too. Um, I can talk about it more because I didn't want to step on your toes. I actually meant to tell you, let's just cut it and then we can talk about it here. But I messed up because, again, tired. Um, No, I was stoked that he did it. Um, We hear all these guys talk about how fast they are, blah, 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 blah. But then it's like, okay, well, then go against fast people. And they're like, nah, don't have time. It's like, okay, well. Well, Speaking of fast, though, sorry. Did you see? I, I, I didn't see this until after we recorded last week. Did you see uh, Vic run the 40? No. Oh, my God. What did he run? Vic ran the 40 at 40 and ran like a 4.7. Yeah, he did. My <laughs> man. I was like, goodness gracious. That's God. insane. Well, there, there's stories about Randy Moss training at like the ESPN facility when he was doing countdown and stuff. And his 40, like just destroying weight room, the weight room, just crushing it. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like what? I'm a world-class athlete, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. Cause especially now that I'm older and I, I don't hang around like superstar athletes a lot anymore. Like I did in college and stuff, but it's weird that when I say, I mean, superstar in our world, but it's weird when you're just hanging out with a buddy and they're watching people like at a UFC event and they're like, man, I could do that. Yeah. It's like, hey, no, you fucking couldn't. Though, like, man, I train. It's like you trade twice a week with yeah. some dude in like his garage. Like you could not. Oh, it makes me so mad. That's why I want to see, especially with this Logan Paul and Jake Paul stuff. I kind of want to see them fight. Oh like, my gosh, I want me a real boxer. Or if you want to fight an MMA guy like Ben, like do it MMA style. Don't just box. Like that's why. Did you see like, the the I take your hat video? No. Oh, I'll send that to you after this. Okay. I was at one of the stupid brothers snatched Mayweather's hat. I, I saw something about around. him snatching a hat. I didn't see the video, though. Now, it was obviously like some stage promotional dumb shit. Yeah. But it also made me so annoyed, and I wanted to punch the kid in, my, in the face. Oh, man. All this shit. I just, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about it, be about it. We say it all the time here on the show. Joe, we're going to the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right. A lot of topics. Well, we flew through those bad boys today. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I, I was just trying to get you done ball. so you could maybe catch a little nap. <laughs> you usually go first. Oh, man. I know you're tired. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Name of the episode. All right. Brennan Tassif. <laughs> That won't be the name. Here, you, I also do comedy. You can follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Follow the show at Cheering Press on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the A New Low Network uh, for their assortment of podcasts that Joe, I'm sure, will touch on. Also, you can check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. This week, I'm going to have this week. I had Rob Rowick on. Very funny. Uh, former pilot, actually trained instructor of planes and now does comedy <laughs> um, so that was a really good episode and then coming up next week I have a Daytona comic Andre Dolan and then two weeks from now we will have Tyler White president of the after disaster on so keep your ears open for that 
Cool, check cool, out cool. check out my website. I do have a farewell to Florida tour. I will be moving to New York City in July. Farewell to Florida tour starts in June, so I will be traveling all over Florida for my final run of dates until I return as a headlining comedian. Joe, wow, big lofty goals there. Um, so you can't come back to the state until you're a headliner. Not 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 that they're lofty, just you can't come back to the state until you're a headliner. Now you've put it in stone. Anytime you have to you have to fly yes. over Florida, go to that's, the straight. That's the rule. To the, that's the rule. To Puerto Rico, you can't. No more layovers in Florida. Like, jeez, so can't even like, come back in. Three, th- three years, ten years. Uh, how long is it gonna be? Uh, <laughs> I can't because I care. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Uh, you can go to my website joedorville.com. Uh, check out all the other podcasts. Who does a pod is rapidly coming to a close. At least the first season? Question mark? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Um, so go back and check out all those episodes uh, where we review, rank, and dig into the history behind every song on the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, also check out the big show, A New Low. Um, a lot of fun, wacky stuff. I got shit faced this past week. <laughs> we had a very funny episode for Cinco de Mayo. Um, oh, and check out both my hip hop albums, TV and TV Two, TV Season Two. On all DSPs, you can check that out on my website as well. Also, my merch store. Brandon, when's your merch store getting up? I saw, I saw some, some, some preview stuff. Yeah, you saw the uh, samples of the merch. Uh, we're gonna get the store operational probably in the middle of this month before we go on to our next month. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, so yeah, Brandon, please put me to bed. <laughs> this is why we play the game. Hello, hello. Huge shout out, Will Richardson Jr., my man. Tackle for the Jacks coming in. Hooking me up yesterday for Mother's Day. Thank you. Well, this is just ready to shout out to people who took him <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.